Spark a conversation, verbal elation, stimulation, education. This is Minaj with the Mary Jane Maven. When we on the air, it's always a lituation. Might talk about some litigation, might talk about some immigration, might talk about some politics, but never talk nonsense. Yes, we on in the slide. Watch and listen, it's a vibe. Watch it while you getting high, or you can listen while you drive. Just don't forget to subscribe. Roll up, trying to get high. Welcome to Menage with the Mary Jane Maven podcast with your host, the Mary Jane Maven. I am the producer, the hubby, the hubby, the hubby. Follow us on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Show us some love and click that subscribe button now. Don't forget to click the bell so you get notifications and click the like button on the videos. And now, your host. Spark a conversation, verbal elation, stimulation, education. This is Minaj with the Mary Jane Maven. When we on the air, it's always a lituation. Might talk about some litigation, might talk about some immigration, might talk about some politics, but never talk nonsense. Yes, we on in the slide. Watch and listen, it's a vibe. Watch it while you getting high, or you can listen while you drive. Just don't forget to subscribe. Roll up, trying to get high. to Menage with the Mary Jane Maven podcast with your host, the Mary Jane Maven. I am the producer, the hubby, the hubby, the hubby. Follow us on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Show us some love and click that subscribe button now. Don't forget to click the bell so you get notifications and click the like button on the videos. And now, your host,
I will say ambivalence about things and, um, you know, how my brand is going and when everything else, the podcast is going, I decided, you know what, let's go ahead and pivot. So I am going to have quite possibly, well, at least one new podcast. And then we are going to have a game night, which is going to be called You and Your Little Friends. And if you guys know what that is in reference to, then you grew up in a black household. Um, so this is going to be a, a game night where I want other podcasters, other hosts, other guests to kind of create your team. And I think it's going to be once a month now. We're going to have an adult kind of game night. We're going to start off by highlighting um, uh, game owners or game makers that are black. So black owned games. And we'll kind of go on from there. Some trivia and things like that. Um, you know, you guys have been listening to me this whole time. Then you know that I speak in either song lyrics or movie quotes. So definitely have some, some trivia about that. Um, tonight, we have a great episode for you. I have a fantastic guest. And uh, of course, as I always do, I'm going to, you know, let them have the floor and, you know, kind of shine and talk about themselves, you know turn up a bit. But before we do that, I do want to jump into our quote this evening. Um, the reason why I picked this beautiful, powerful woman is she has a huge, a huge part to play in the creation of um, jazz and modern music. Um, and she is going to be having a biopic, right? Biopic, biopic. Yeah. Yes, there you go. Coming out about her soon. And I've just been reading a lot of um, just kind of terrible things, actually, about, you know, what happened to this very, very talented woman. Um, and this is Billie Holiday. And we are going to, like I said, I have a quote from her. And I just lost it. To give me a second. It's pretty simple, too. So I shouldn't have. But give me a second. So I hope you guys know about Billie Holiday. If you don't, please go pull up your Spotify, your YouTube music, whatever else, and get your life. All right. Um, yeah, let 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 your don't let the movie coming out be your only experience and knowledge of someone who means so much um, to you know to our history, and that's American history. So. Um, my auntie Google is not wanting to play with me today. Probably because I've been just working, working, working. All right, here we go. So it's very, very simple, as I said. Well, actually, it's two because I like, I don't like her kind of a lot of sassiness. And the first one is money. You've got lots of friends. That's not right. This is a complete. And guys, this says money, but it's not. It says honey. It's supposed to say honey. Honey, you've got lots of friends. They're crowding around your door. But when you're gone and spending ends, they don't come no more. She just had some bars back then, you know. Um, next one is sometimes it's worse to win a fight than to lose. And then finally, I'm gonna make it three. 
no two people on earth are alike and it's got to be that way in music or it is a music now just because that relates to music doesn't mean that it does not relate to life and who we are so those kind of i mean she has way more powerful and fire words but those kind of stuck out uh, stuck out to me excuse me i may stumble over some words this evening you know like i said a little allergy medicine and that lack of sleep it's like you know night quill um but i am going to stop blabbing for a second here because i do have a guest co-host um i was just blessed enough and very appreciative to be a guest on the podcast and i am going to stop right there because i would like my guest co-host who i have known for some years and i'm gonna be so excited to kind of share you know the growth that i've seen um and you know how we kind of met but i'm gonna shut up now go right ahead who is the beautiful guest host hello i'm so excited to be here <laughs> i'm dabby I'm glad, I'm glad and um and yeah, I, I'm so glad I got to have you on my podcast a couple of weeks ago too. So I'm super excited about this collab. Yeah, so pod, fellow podcast host, not only that, fierce, talented, you know, um, artiste, a dancer. Um, and I really like how, you know, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but you've really been living in your passion and purpose, which is something you expressed to me Four or five years ago? Four? four yeah. Years ago. Oh my you know, goodness. Just, yeah. Yeah. I always like when we're talking, I'm talking to hubby and I say last year, he goes, no, no, no. You mean a year before that? I'm like, holy shit. Like 2020 really <laughs> does kind of knock you, you know, for a loop there. Um, I know. So, at this yeah, time, so I'm just you, like, what is time even? <laughs> I know. I know. Um, it's funny. We watch this one YouTuber and on his, uh, he, he posts pretty much every day. And on his video the other day, he said it was 2022. And I was like, oh, well, that's, we're, we're just jumping right ahead to 2022, huh? Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if we woke up all of a sudden and it was literally 2022. Um, Seriously, though, same. <laughs> uh, so, yes, yes. So how have you been? How has, you know, the past couple of weeks been treating you? How has life been treating you? Yeah, I've been good. Um, I I mean, as good as one can be during like all of the global crises that we've endured in the past uh, year or so. But um, but yeah, I've been yeah, like yeah. trying to work on getting a routine. Um, I I mean, like I'll like talk to a friend or so like about once or twice on Zoom to you know keep that social stamina going but um mm -hmm. I've been mm -hmm. trying to devote more of a routine um for my art because like you know when I was in college I didn't quite have all of that extra time and now I'm like oh like I can mm -hmm. really start developing some skills so I I finally set up my pole in my dance room and I'm starting to get back on that it's kind of like nice. getting back on a bike and um i've been like practicing my piano and my theremin i try to do that every day um if not at least a couple times a week and so i'm it, it's kind of like tricky oh my God. being I'm like a my multi... son over to you yeah <laughs> yep. 
for piano lessons. I'm, I'm sending him oh, yeah. over to him. We bought him. He begged for a <laughs> keyboard. He wants to be the next Marshmallow and Skrillex. And yes. he's just really, he's a very creative kid. And um, oh, so that's we awesome. bought him a really a good keyboard, you know, uh, to begin with. I played piano by ear um, when I was growing up. Yes, but, you know, me too. As something else took my interest, then, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sing. I don't need to play the piano because I thought I was going to be the next Janet Jackson. Um, do you still sing? As well. But uh, I do. I do. I mean, <laughs> Hubby is the my greatest and my biggest fan. He says, oh, you sound good. You know, you could always use a little, you know, a little voice lessons, but you still sound good. I know I can't hit those soprano notes that I used to. <laughs> Thank you to, you know, the 40 pack of uh, Swishers. What was it? 60. 60 oh damn that we used to buy in college yes yeah, hey we were saving money we, 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 right we right we paid <laughs> eight bucks you know and it, it lasted us about two weeks um but yeah so you know just like anything else though um you know i've been kind of jumping back into really wanting to dance again and not just you know club dance party dance or whatever i really want to get back into seeing if i can memorize some choreography Hell yes. Yeah, yeah. So I have been, you know, my girl's Janet. I love that I can still remember all choreography to, I was dancing to All Right the other day. And yes. I a little bit. Um, watching the Britney Spears documentary, I definitely, you know, was in my chair. I watched that one too. Yep. Oh, yeah, we're going to yep. talk about that too. I was gonna <laughs> so we will definitely dive right into that. Um, but yeah, I I I I like to say, and I posted it a couple of times on my Instagram. And this is a tattoo that I've said that I wanted to get for so long. Um, lack of passion is fatal. And mm. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, is it when you're not using if you're a creative being, if you're not tapping into that creativity, you're, you're mm-hmm. it's always gonna like just longing feeling um yep that's why i love my very first dance teacher pepper vaughn you know i i last that i heard he was still out here in, in sacramento um i love oh. that he's still teaching dance he was my very first dance teacher when i was in fifth grade that's amazing um, and yeah yeah and i told my husband I, I probably say once a year i'm gonna go you know i'm gonna go take a dance class um and then i'm like ooh. I'm in the back, like, ooh, I, what? Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I admire you for for <clears throat> jumping back into that because I know when we first met, you expressed how you wanted to implement your education, your passion, your desire, mm. and, and be an adult. Mm-hmm. I, I, I recall that conversation. Um, so I love that you said you got your pole back out. I used to take a pole dancing class in the Thomas. Love it. Oh, really? Yes. Yes, yes. It was, gosh, I mean, I just had my nine-year-old, so long time ago. Um, and I might have even just had, might have just had people tell them. I don't know. Well, it, it could be oh, at least. Wow. Um, and it was awesome. I loved it. I learned how to, you know, do a handstand or headstand. I, Hell yeah. 
that I have no upper arm strength and uh, going climbing up the pole, you know, the simple little fireman's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I just did a little. Oh, yeah. That builds up that strength real quick. <laughs> well, yeah. I just, I, I did more visual. I just, you know, utilized the butt and the bowl and some other things. And I worked it that way. But it was yeah. a great workout. I really wish that we had, um, you know, fitness classes like that again in Sacramento. Even I know. Like, if it's just virtual and maybe it's it's chair dance, maybe it's floor work, you know, if you don't have a pole. Um, exactly. And I do all those things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, see? Look how the universe works. That would be awesome. So we're going to have to, I know I talked to you and reached out to you before, um, I think at the beginning of COVID and was like, I would love to do mm -hmm. this in my birthday. Which is when oh, we got yeah. a lot um, So are you also a Pisces? I'm an Aries. I am an oh, Aries. Oh, okay. So, yeah, That's awesome. When's your birthday? Oh, yeah, March 23rd. When's yours? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, my birthday's this Saturday. So I was like, ooh, March birthdays. All right. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> my boys are up here. No, my boys, they love it. They sing it like they're in church. It's so funny. I um, love that. Happy birthday. So Thank you. I'm going to be 27. Oh, God. That's awesome. You should, um, you know, be very proud of yourself. I I will admit at 27, I don't, we haven't even, we weren't even married yet. And uh, I have my oldest. Aww. Um, who is just four years younger than you. Um, but I was still, you know, we were still kind of hanging out a bit. Um, I think we were still in Davis. Yeah, it was our last oh, cool. year in Davis. Um, I had just auditioned for American Idol that year. Um, oh, wow. Let's see. Tried shrooms for the first time and never again until last summer um during that time uh let's see what else was going on oh i was actually i was creating i was i was um doing you know hook work and, and background singing for a friend of ours who was a young rapper he was he moved from new york to davis with his brother and he was only like 16 but he hung around all of us shout um, out to me that's awesome uh, yeah, so I was, you know, I was kind of, I was creating back then. Um, and I, actually, now oh, I think yeah. about it, I have an entire notebook full of songs and, and poetry. Um, oh, yeah. that's wonderful. That, you know, that's what I was doing with 27. You, you're doing fantastic things. You are providing empowerment, empowerment and inspiration. And you're going to, you know, provide a little education for us this evening as well. Uh, yeah. So mind, I would like to start off with, you know, how exactly you like to be, um, how you identify and, and how you like to be addressed. And if you could just kind of explain it a little bit, like I said, I am the surface level, but yeah, for I, sure. I always want to be respectful. Yeah. 
Yeah, so um, I identify as non-binary or like transgender non-binary. Um, like, let me know if, or if you have like any questions along the way or if I'm like going too fast. I'm like, oh, there's like so many different ways to describe it. But um, but yeah, so like, so as an example, what was that? I was saying, you know, if I had a question, I'm going to chime in, you know, that's what it, Okay, cool, cool. Go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so I guess, like, as an example, like, if somebody is, like, born, um, and, like, the doctor assigns them male or female, and then they grow up, and they're, like, I was born male, and I still, to this day, identify as a male. Uh, we refer to that as cisgender. And transgender has become sort of an umbrella term for anybody who does not identify with the gender that they were assigned as at birth. And so it means like different than or like transcending. And um, a lot of the times when people think of transgender, they think of somebody going to the opposite gender. So that's kind of where the binary comes from. Um, in our society, it's like the binary okay. is like you have male on one side and then you have female on the other side, or um, you have masculine on one side and you have feminine on the other side. And so um, for some okay. transgender people, and like I'm speaking on behalf of like my own understanding, my own experience. So like, I'm not like the, yeah, you're not speaking the yeah this yeah. isn't like the end all for everybody. Yeah. Um, but like yeah. my understanding is like, like for some trans folks, they are still within the binary. So maybe they were born male and then later on they want to, uh, they decide to like transition to female or like make certain choices that like affirm their female identity because they are actually in fact a female. But then for some folks, they, wow. don't, assi they don't identify with uh, the gender that they were born with, but they don't necessarily feel like either side of the binary fully describes them. And so that's where uh, non-binary comes from. And so for me, like growing up um, and like, especially like growing up in a very like conservative Christian household, uh, gender roles were kind of strictly enforced. And so it was like, oh, you're a cute little girl. So we're going to dress you up in like frilly dresses and, you know, like, socialize you as a girl and that's kind of another thing about gender that just sort of like blows my mind is like when people take it to extremes like that it's sort of like the moment that people know what genitals their baby's gonna have it's like whether on a conscious or a subconscious level that determines how they're going to socialize that child how they're going to like respond to their emotions like for example like it's more acceptable for men to be angry but even to the point of like aggression or violence, but then like, it's more, they can't cry. And like, it's more acceptable for women to cry, but oh, they're just being over emotional or must be that time of the month. And, you know, it's like this information will determine the way that like some parents dress their kids, the interests that they allow them or encourage them to pursue and um, all sorts of things. And that like to varying degrees, but, um, but yeah, so I was very, kind of like aware of like, oh, because of the way I was born, 
it's expected of me to dress this way, act this way, sit this way, which like I'm having to address in yoga now. I have all these like hip issues <laughs> um, from sitting like a lady for oh. years. But um, uh-huh. but yeah, and so when I was in like dance classes, like I've been dancing since I was like three or four, like as long as I can remember. And I always just kind of felt like this imposter syndrome not for being a dancer, but like, it made me very aware of my body and it made me very aware of like other people's bodies. And like, I would just have this weird like anxiety that something about me would be found out or that like, I didn't completely belong there. And it's like, I didn't have uh, the language to describe that. And then on the other half of things, like whenever I would do things that maybe had like more masculine characteristics or if I wanted to explore things that um, were considered more masculine, I was very quickly like discouraged for it or laughed at for it or things like that. And so it was like, oh, like that's not okay. You were prayed for, right? What was that? It was like an extra, that's what you were probably like prayed for. That was like an extra visit, you know, to church Um, service. Um, you know, yeah. And like, and, and that was kind of like another thing too. Like, um, I didn't necessarily get like prayed for, but like, um, something that I experienced a lot too was like not being allowed to like consume content that was created by like queer people. So like, like I'm also, I also identify as queer in regards to like my sexuality. And so and I also like played piano at a young age and it was like, I got discouraged from listening to Queen or Elton John because they were gay. And so uh, that also caused me to internalize a lot of messages about. Yeah, I mean, and, and that like, yeah. music is everything. And those right. are two, uh, yeah. especially <laughs> piano players, you know, if you. right. Have, the musician as a singer you always want somebody that you can kind of look up to and especially playing the piano you know oh absolutely um, yeah that that kind of yeah that had to be that had to be pretty rough um when did you when did you kind of come to the realization when did you you know have the the strength to have the conversation with your loved ones and you know those that you felt like you needed to and you know yeah express- so, um, so like, I kind of like repressed a lot of that stuff throughout high school. Like I got into a very like serious heterosexual relationship at a pretty young age. And we were like childhood sweethearts up until college. And then I just sort of repressed a lot of like my gender confusion at that age too. I kind of like overcompensated and like, like, I, don't get me wrong, I love makeup, I love being pretty and being feminine sometimes, but, like, I sort of felt like it was something I needed to do. And so when I got into college, I decided to join the Rainbow Alliance at my school, and um, I was still in the closet. I was very much, like, an overly enthusiastic, like, cis straight ally, which the other people, like, some of them were kind of suspicious of me, and I understand that. Um but, but well, especially if you go to college. Did you go to school locally or did you go away? Yeah. 
yeah, I went to college locally. So it was still in like a really conservative, like Placer County, super conservative. Um, And so, yeah, right. And so um, I I started to kind of like reawaken these parts of myself when I did drag for the first time. We had a student faculty drag shows for Pride Week. And then in the summer, we would do a fundraiser at the local gay bars for the um, for the committee that our school had. And so that was like the first time that I really had like that permission to dress as a different gender. And it was so liberating for me because it was like, oh, like I get to do these traditionally masculine things, but then I can also put like my own feminine spin on it and it was like part of it felt very affirming and then another part of it felt like really like naughty and like sexy and stuff and um Mm -hmm. and so at Mm -hmm. first it was sort of like it was sort of like oh this is the only time that I'll really get to like do this is like for these special events and like and that's kind of a thing about drag like it is an art form and so it's like there are some people who are trans there are people who are non-binary who do drag Uh, There are people in the trans community who find drag offensive. Um, And then there are cisgender people who, and like straight people who do drag. So that's not necessarily indicative of that, but, um, but for me it was. And, um, and so then I kind of started like exploring with other things. I remember when I cut my hair, that was shortly before I broke up with my childhood sweetheart, which I feel like the haircut is always kind of like a, like a big sign that someone's going to do something big in their life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Shedding, you know, it's kind of like you're shedding your, you know, your skin, like a, like a snake, you know, yeah. um, probably the, it's the thing that you can let go of because it's going to grow back. You know, it's, it's, it's easiest to, um, versus, you know, going in, like getting a boob job or doing something crazy, you know, something like that. Um, yeah, exactly. For your um, your boyfriend at the time, do you think he had any idea? Had he ever like mentioned anything to you? Or yeah, it was kind of like he was okay with me doing drag. Um, I definitely like I told him that I was like gender fluid, um, but I wasn't really like exploring it a lot. And then. Um, like, this is, like, a totally other, like, topic, but then I also realized, like, that was also when I started to become aware of, like, my attraction to other genders, too, and he, he was, like, supportive of it, but, like, naturally, like, I wanted to explore it for myself, because I never had that opportunity, and he wasn't as, he wasn't okay with that, and um, that was kind of, like, another realization I had about myself, was that I'm also polyamorous, Uh, which means that, like, I experience love for multiple people at the same time, and, um, and it's possible to explore that in, like, ethical, consensual non-monogamy, so it's, like, it's not just, like, oh, I'm not going cheating on anybody, but, like, ideally, it would be, like, okay, like, I love this person, and I love this person, too, and we all maintain communication, and all of that kind of thing, but, I haven't really had the opportunity to explore that much yet, but, um, but yeah, I just kind of started like exploring with like, what was that? 
another podcast that talks all about that. I said I have another podcast that talks. All oh, about sweet! That. Um, That's awesome. We, yeah, so we we'll we'll talk about that kind of offline and try to keep them, you know. Yeah. Um. But, um yeah. Yeah, I started like very powerful. Yeah, I um I started like buying like more articles of like men's clothing for myself and um I started like exploring like dating other queer people and um and yeah and I I had to go to a lot of like therapy to like undo a lot of the the shame from my upbringing and that's still like an ongoing like healing process. Um but then I I also started seeing like a somatic uh sex coach who does like like working with like trauma in the body so that you can connect with your like healthy sexuality again. And, um, and yeah, and there was this book that was like all about gender that she gave me. And there was a page that talked about like the transgender umbrella. And I just started crying. So I was like, Oh, like, that is me. It's like, it's not like, I, I always felt too masculine to be a woman, but not feminine enough no too masculine to be a woman but like too feminine to be a man and it's like for me I kind of feel like somewhere in the middle it's like both at the same time but like fluctuating depending on like the day and um and I feel like the pandemic has really given me a lot of freedom to explore that and I see that for a lot of other like non-binary folks too because it's like they're not having to perform gender the way that they were in the before times you know it's like I know so many AFAB that means like assigned female at birth folks who are like I haven't shaved my legs in months like why was I doing this or like I'm I'm not wearing makeup and my skin looks better you know stuff like that and um and that's really been giving me a lot of like gender euphoria just like being able to dress how I want doing my makeup or not doing my makeup but like knowing that like I'm hot either way. And, um, and yeah. yeah. And so it's been really nice and to just, caring. yeah. Like being confident within yourself regardless, because I, so many of us, yes. when you are, you know, when you identify as a woman and you live your entire life like that, we know how much of our, our daily existence, you know, is, um, predicated on how we look, um, how we dress. Oh yeah. Um, I will definitely say that that that's something that, you know, getting into this, uh, this next decade of my life, um, mm-hmm. you know, here I'm all like all of a sudden notice like, Oh God, it's happening. Little things here mm-hmm. and there are mm-hmm. happening. And it's very hard for the more rational side of me to go, girl, you're, you're going to be all right. You know, um, you have, an right. you, you know, you're healthy. It's, something that for you to not really be worried about but it is so ingrained in us um it is yeah to to, to kind of be um so concerned all the time and you know I will say that I threw away caring so much about what other people think of me it still happens but it doesn't find me like it used to you know that's that's one of the things about being Aries if you guys are familiar you know (laughs) We like to please, we like people, we like to be likes, we like sociability. And um, mm-hmm. we have our own conversations with ourselves as if we're other people. And those people probably never have those thoughts at all. You know, so we kind of psych ourselves out. Um, 
absolutely um so yeah well i we, we were just kind of touching the iceberg i do want to kind of come back to your story but i do yeah. want to get everybody into their spark and salutation so i'm gonna go ahead and twist mm -hmm. up in here you guys get yours ready you know get your hybrid get your sativa get your indica get your dab get your edible get your tea um whatever it may be that helps you to get elevated so that we can educate eradicate and elevate so while we do that let's go ahead and let's talk about some pop canna here and we we kind of reached it oh Brittany, i i will say this okay i'm just gonna imagine that britney spears is a fan and she's listening Brittany, i apologize <laughs> because i took part in all of that 2008 you know 2007 2008 kind of fall down um, you know, I love that you were with Kevin Federline because I thought he was cute. Um, but I also was like, oh, she did the kind of same thing that I did. I went and kind of got somebody that my parents and nobody really likes. And I was living my own life. Go ahead, Brittany. You know, I was super excited for her about that. Um, now, prior, I definitely was team Justin. I was like, how dare you cheat on Justin with Wade Robeson? Um, <laughs> But I have had a lifelong crush on crush on Justin Timberlake since the Mickey Mouse Club. So yeah, I was being a little little. Oh, I had a crush on him when I was a kid too. Oh my goodness. Oh man, I love. Well, first of all, I love Chase, who was on the Mickey Mouse Club prior to that to that group with uh, JC and Ryan Gosling and um, Carrie and yeah and Christina and all them. Um, and if anybody watched it, yes, laugh. He was a total ginger. But freckles. <laughs> like, probably had to stay out of the sun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But Chase could dance. <laughs> and I love me some Chase. Um, fifth grade, my best friend was here. She would, like, emphatically push me off the microphone and tell you the story about how we had to write a two-page story. My story was 20 Five pages front and back. And it was about Holy me shit. getting in a, an accident on a bike. And then all of a sudden, I was on the set of Mickey Mouse Club. Oh my God. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> and I remember we were in sixth grade. I remember like watching my classmates, like, is she serious right now? I am like, <laughs> reaching. The you know you guys see what happens next, but yeah. So um, back to Miss Brittany. So yeah, I um, you know I loved her and Justin. I definitely was like, girl, you were nobody's virgin with Justin Timberlake. You know, I kind of I played mm -hmm. this whole rhetoric that the narrative that she was placed under. Um, seeing this documentary, I was like, holy shit! All the girl wanted to do was sing. Like yeah that she had a good looking body. I mean, what teenage girls don't, you know, especially when you have people telling you you have to look a certain way. Um, right. Oh, man. She posed on Rolling Stone in mm -hmm. boy shorts. You know, um, I don't think I paid attention then to how much scrutiny, uh, scrutiny she came under by Karens, the Karens of the, the late 90s, oh. early 90s. That yeah, her for being a bad role model on your fast ass daughter. 
Britney Spears does not know your child from a can of paint. How could she be a bad example? You know? Um, so yeah, just, just kind of seeing this documentary and seeing it with fresh adult eyes. Um, mm-hmm. And really, like all she wanted to do was be, you know, good old Kentwood, Louisiana, Britney. You know, kind of what Jamie Lynn did. Jamie, you know, Jamie Lynn, when got her money, was huge, you know. Yeah. Got pregnant. Zoe 101. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, wow, Karen or a jealous Karen. 
And so they want to like put them down. And then just seeing how her dad took over, like that's something that I'm learning about like multiple Disney stars right now. And it's just super disturbing to me. Like it's super disturbing and creepy. Like Amanda Bynes, that's a whole other topic. But like I went down the Yes, yes. Oh. So disturbing. Watch that dimple too. I mean, like I, I said this uh the other night, um, the Boondock podcast, which we'll talk about in a second here, guys. Give a little shout out to my secondary podcast. Um, but mm. look for us too. We actually share the same birthday. I actually started oh. a book called the Pop Passionista because I was like, Oh, I could do that, you know, but I was gonna be a little kind of yes. here, you know. <laughs> Petty LaBelle, you know, especially during that time. Because we had Inus. We still had like extra in, in, in entertainment tonight, which I don't see why anybody watches those things now, but they do. Um, right. That was our that was our internet. That that was how we found out about things. And you we were only told what they wanted us to know. And mm-hmm. being was like America's sweetheart. I definitely think that you know some media, you know maybe didn't say certain things or portray her the way that Fox News or, you know, you know somebody else did. Um, they tried to, I don't want to say placate her, but they tried to keep the relationship good, which is what I think she was doing with the paparazzi. Um, I mean, we have, yeah. we have to, that's when paparazzi became super crazy. You know, um, I yeah. would him getting out of the car and you being able to see her crotch. Like, I will never forget them calling her fire crotch. I will never forget, like, right? Oh my god! While they went to hide, you know, um, the hills. Still, I would watch that. That was still good. Oh Um, yeah, what was going on? You know, um, and they were kind of the first ones to have to decide how you were going to, you know, charter or go through that unchartered, you know, waters of constant paparazzi. You know, them knowing wherever you are. Um, I mean, but you can even go to the gas station. You know, they'd be right there. Seriously, though. No. Tried hard at first to, you know, to be friends with them, to be friendly and keep them on her good side. But, you know, there was only so much she could handle. Um, and I definitely think that she was suffering from postpartum. I don't think anybody, I don't think we ever thought that. You know, we just thought, oh, you know, they got married too quickly. You know, Kevin has... 9,000 of kids by Char Jackson. So we knew this was going to happen. You know, um, society was a pretty bad example of what it's like to see celebrities fall and how people just like champion for that to make themselves feel better. Like that was yep. just one example. Um, and so I, cold. I was like, free Britney, come on. Yeah, yeah, very, very cold. Um, and I definitely was like, free Britney, come on. <laughs> come on. But, you know, seeing the background behind it, hearing the attorney that she tried to hire, then seeing that woman attorney who was like, I can't talk about anything, and then hop, skip, and a jump, who's back on the team, the legal team for her dad? Her. Like, yep. definitely something's going on there. And I, we never knew about their contentious relationship either. We never knew that he was a, a horrible drinker. You know, um, the media didn't cover the parents of the stars like we do now. You know, um, yeah, 
And I mean, like, all the signs just point to it, like, him having, like, financial issues and, you know, kind of being, like, uninvolved until she started making money. Yeah. 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 That one when she was doing, um, oh, when she was the, she had the black wig. Oh, she mm-hmm. was the, the really hot guy was, like, her, huh? Mm-hmm. Brittany. Oh, my God. It's not too Yeah. 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 That one, when she was doing, um, oh, what was she was doing? Um, she was the black wig. Oh, she was the black wig. Yeah. 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 She was
allowing people to kind of change that dynamic. Um, but, you know, then again, we had January 6th. So, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my I'm goodness. Sure that that um, whole month, I just had a migraine. Yeah. Like, the whole month was a migraine. <laughs> it, uh, I oh, mean, my goodness. I, you felt a sigh of relief, you know. Yeah. Um, I remember saying, isn't it nice to not have your president be on the news every single day because of a tweet? You know, I just felt. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, um, uh, now, unfortunately, I, I'm not very happy with, 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 with Joe. Um, and, yeah. I, you know, I talked about this to a couple of friends. And they're like, oh, it's only been 60-something days. I'm like, I don't care. Okay? Like, yeah. You have the most power to make shit happen in two hours if you want. You know, in this right. Um, this isn't your first rodeo. You were just there, homeboy. Right. Um, yes, exactly. So you you should have been sitting down. Yeah, you should have been sitting down with Barry and Shelly and having them help you get ready. I just mm-hmm. he definitely deal with most politicians did, and he's showing that he's he's more human. But yet he's still a politician. Um, yep. I don't know if people know this, but he is deporting um, deporting people back to Hades right now. People that escape Hades yeah. because they were raped or murdered or you know whatever it is. And very quietly, thank you, Vice News. That's why I love Vice News. He's sending them back, and I'm like, whoa! Who else did this? Who else, you know, did this at the beginning of the presidency? So. Not too happy there. Not too happy that he is trying to infringe on my 2A rights. It is my Second Amendment. And I don't like that you were trying to appease people that probably, you know, gave you a lot of money for your campaign. Um, I don't think that this Johnson & Johnson vaccine is responsible, especially because it's only 60% effort, uh, efficacy. Um, yeah, I just... That, oh man. Yeah, the whole vaccine thing. Because, like, I'm seeing so many people just be like, oh, like, I got vaccinated, so now everything's fine. And, like, I'm just sort of like, not to be a wet blanket, but there's still, like, more variants of the strain that are evolving and mutating. And the vaccine doesn't protect against all of them. So, like, hold your horses, kiddos. Like, we're still going to have to quarantine for longer. Like, oh, that stresses me out. Right? Because it's because it doesn't make you immune to it. It just allows you to get less sick. So we're not mm-hmm. going to have an influx in ICU. I mean, people need to understand. So I used to work at Wells Fargo. And Wells Fargo had the best training. And they used to tell us, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't Wells Fargo. It was Providian. But Wells Fargo had a little bit too. So we would call mm-hmm. people and offer them uh, balance transfers. Now, we would say, Oh, you qualify for a balance transfer up to 12.99%. Now, of course, every credit card that we were transferring over was above that. And what did they get? 12.99% because we said up to. So mm-hmm. that is an example, guys. Listen, words mean things. Okay. Um, yes. We have got to be more involved because if not, next thing we know, we turn around and somebody else is making decisions that don't fall in line with our, you know, with our lives or our family's lives. You know, it doesn't allow the betterment, you know, 
of, of your life if you're not paying attention to the decision that these people are making. I mean, look at the crazy lady, Marjorie, whatever her name is. She is nutso. That one senator um, or congresswoman, whatever she is. Um, oh. Very, very toxic. And she's a cancer. Um, oh. <laughs> her, neighbor, her neighbor in the offices, um, her daughter is transgender. And she comes out of her office and puts up a sign. There are only two genders. Oh, that's their child. There are only two genders. Trust the science. Oh yeah, yeah. There's only two genders. Trust the trust the science. Uh, and if you guys I... don't, please go watch SNL from last week. Oh my god. Oh my god. They do a skit with her on uh, the Weekend Update, and it's hilarious. Um, I'm gonna have to look that up. I've been, I've been out of the loop about that. Oh, yeah. So yeah. yeah, and I didn't know about. Um, yeah, uh, Biden like deporting people. Like I heard, like yeah. I read one article about yeah. it, but I forget like who it was. And so, yeah, it's like people need to like stay aware. And oof, we, it's like just because yeah. like he's in office now, it's like we still need to be. Yep. Yeah, it's like we yeah. still need to give him just as much pressure yeah. as we were giving against Trump. Yeah. Yeah. We need to be um, alert about, you know, the the insurrectionists, you know, these boogaloo mm-hmm. boys, whatever else they call themselves. Um, which I wonder if they know that they call themselves boogaloo, which is after breaking electric, uh, breaking electric boogaloo, yeah, breaking an two, movie, um, about about urban break dancers. Right. Like I wonder that. I wonder if they know that. Gosh. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, and, and that's another thing that I'm upset with. Why haven't those individuals, why haven't they been to court yet? You know, right. they hubbub about taking them off the planes and, you know, going to their houses and, and arresting them. But what, if it were brown people, there'd be a lot of death. And then the yep. ones they arrest. The police were literally them. holding their hands, walking down the Capitol steps. Yeah. Oh yeah, holding oh, yeah. gates open for them and high fiving them and taking pictures, taking selfies. Um, oh my god, scares me because that lets you know these are the individuals that are set to, you know, protect and serve. Which we know that's you know. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 yeah some things that we still need to be alert and concerned about. We are doing much better. Um, like you said, I wish people would understand that. Just because they're getting vaccinated, there are what three hundred million people in the country or something. They're all gonna mm-hmm. be able to vaccinated, and people are gonna want to go on their vacations this summer because they're tired of staying home. Um, they're gonna want to be at the clubs. They're gonna want to be at the lakes and each other's faces. Like the first time we had a yeah. pandemic, it lasted three years. Okay, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, we're pretty bad at repeating history. And <laughs> we really are. Better, and, you know. Yeah, you know, and what we do is we just, we remix it. You know, it's not it's not exactly the same. We just we put a little spin on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, like I said, much more to be aware of. That is why Hubby and I have definitely just been very passionate about our new, 
you know, our new hobby, which is owning firearms and training ourselves. Um, Good for you. Yeah, I saw your Instagram video. I was like, damn, that's well, awesome. Yeah. Um, to say that we purchased a few would be an understatement, but. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so hubby's still waiting for a lot of his. I, oh, I got mine. Oh, mine. Nice. The way. But um, yeah, I still learning, you know, still we went to the range yesterday and there was a guy in there shooting like the loudest shotgun ever. So I was like, you know what? I can't. Damn. I can't. I will watch you. Um, yeah. So, you know, st I still have something, some things to learn, but I'm going to tell you this zombie apocalypse. I'm going I'm to get me a zombie. Like they're not about to get me. This is not about me to walk in there. Like, right. Yep. Okay. That's the attitude we got to have. I'll learn our self-defense. Keep touting this Johnson and Johnson. I mean, like my husband says, that's a D. When was a D okay? You know, right. efficacy. That's a D. That is damn near failing. Why is that okay? Yeah, though. <laughs> you know, um, Pretty low standard. Sutter. Sutter ran out of um, vaccines, so they had to. Um cancel thousands of appointments. A lot of them are elderly and then, you know, teachers now that they were approved. Um, Damn. Yes, you. They'll have Johnson & Johnson pretty soon. Um, yeah, you know, and, and like my dad. My dad is waiting. Um, and he will probably take whatever, you know, especially because it's only one shot. I think that's why a lot of people are like, I'll take that one. But once again, oh. guys, yeah, you know, perform you do damage. I'd be willing to get the double dose one, like the the two dose shot, if it was like more effective. So yeah, I'm no thank you, Johnson Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah, I mean, their claim about no tears and their shampoo is a lie. So who do you really want to trust? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and they have to pay. They paid somebody like some years back. Um, I, uh, I definitely have some memories of that shit burning the hell out of my eyes. Um, yep. Yeah. Falsehood. Falsehood. But we're going to jump into, um, I had a couple more pop, you know, can of culture things to talk about that. I think, you know, Brittany, Brittany's good for that. You know, that's a lot. That's a lot there. Um, Absolutely. I give a shout out though to somebody who truly inspired me. Um, we do know that other than March being my birthday and Daddy's birthday, um, we are, you know, celebrating Women's History Month. And mm -hmm. the other day, um, you know, like I said, feeling a little ambivalent and feeling, you know, just probably because the amp flows in town mainly, but just feeling a little, you know, funky. And um, started listening to Janet. And I will be just brutally honest and I was just transformed back to you know being 15 years old and being amazed by the all right video so I oh, watched yeah. that over and over and over again the other day and just you know had a reflective moment about the I want to say the the sense of um naivety but just being 15 you know, and not having a care in the world, right. but it was a care in the world. Um, mm -hmm. And I think really just a moment to be able to reflect and be grateful and, and have a sense of gratitude. Um, and so because of that, um, 
because at that moment, Miss Janet, Miss Jackson, if you nasty, um, Janet, the Mita Joe Jackson will be featured for this entire month of podcast. So every week, um, we're going to, you know, shout out another one of her videos. Um, Hell yeah. talk about. And um, yeah, and you know, Janet is still dope, still to this day. And um, she is definitely somebody until the age of, I was 23 when I met my husband. I was like, oh, I'm be the next Janet. Like I already had it. I had the picture in my mind when I was going to go back to Elkgrove High and perform there. And like I, Arc Arena, like I already had it all together. Um, but like I said, I ended up being very just grateful and thankful for that moment of reflection. Um, and just, it may seem silly and trivial to other people that watching a Janet Jackson video is something that, you know, uh, was the catalyst of that. But once again, you guys got to listen to the universe. Messages will be put in front of us and will show up in very unexpected ways. Um, you know, so kind of being in tune definitely helps you to, you know, get past some, you know, um, or tornado of thoughts and emotions sometimes. Um, mm -hmm. So, yes, I'm some years younger um, than, I, than I was when that video came out. But are you familiar with that video and, you know, all the historical um, aspects of it and you know she gave shine to Cap Calloway and you know a couple of uh, other actresses from the 50s and 60s um are you familiar yeah, with that so at all? that video I'm not familiar with but um so when I was a kid that was when like the whole Super Bowl incident happened and so my exposure to Janet Jackson uh, was unfortunately pretty limited oh. but um but when <laughs> I was in high school I did um I was in a hip-hop class and we did a routine to okay. um to her song all for you that all the girls at the party look at that body oh. and like I loved oh. that like I loved that so much that was where I like let my sass come out and like just be like super sassy and fun and cute and then um her song so excited that was one of the music videos that like stood out to me and like to this day like when I would teach um yeah. in the before times when I would teach at like cardio classes at a dance studio like that song was always on my playlist and like and I totally relate to what you said like it's not silly at all like there's something about like when you're in a funk or you're not feeling great watching like a badass music video that's like iconic to you and like you remember like exactly where you were in life when that music video came out like something yeah. about that just like that's the mood like it's so powerful it is it is and, and it's funny because you mentioned that um i was in rhythmical madness which was our dance uh, group at, at Oak grove and um, that's awesome dying the other day because i was watching I, actually i was cleaning the bathroom and um you want this came on and all i kept hearing in my head was my dance teacher miss roberts she didn't do counts, she did commands. So at one part she was like, pizza box, pizza cross, cross, dance and dance. And I just remember, like I could hear it as clear as day and I was just cracking up because I was like, what happened to one, two, three, and four, five, six, but she did not <laughs> do this. Yeah, and I, and I immediately was able to remember that part of the breakdown of the song, that choreography. Yes. Just, pizza box, pizza box, cross, cross. Yeah, so, um, and that video, Janet, was fire. I mean. Oh, yeah. 
went up. Jana likes her food. So Jana was, you know, she'd be a little fluffy. And then she'd go away. And then she'd come back with just this rock hard stomach and small waist. And then she would dance her ass off. And, um, you know, she just, just, just the incomparable, the incomparable. Oh, this, so iconic. You know, yes, yes. And, you know, I, I don't care because I'm, I'm not afraid of the beehive. There is no way that somebody can tell me that Beyonce is a better performer than Janet. <laughs> is she, if, if we're talking about the times, yes, because of technology and, and more money and things like that. Maybe Beyonce is able to put on a better, um, you know, maybe uh, come out with an album and, and that performance is better, or you know, but come on, this is Janet. She's any on good times. Right. Um, Hell yeah. She, I mean, control. I, seven years old, my mom had no idea. I was in a, a summer camp and we were having a talent show and I made up my own choreography and I sang and I would never forget the look on my mom's face when I pointed to her at one part of the song when, you know, she says my parents and she's like, just, I will never forget that. Um, I, I think that was just a spark for me. I remember being like, oh, I want to do this all the time. Thank you, Janet. Um, Hell yeah. About kind of favorite things. Throb is my shit. Okay. Ooh. Janet over and over and over again for an entire two hours and I would get my life. Um, yeah, I, I love that song. And I love how Janet was very comfortable with her sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, how she expressed that. And I think that that helped me, especially after, you know, um, I don't like to say being a, a survivor or a victim, but, you know, after having an experience in high school, it definitely, um, you know, instead of that doing damage to my budding and developing sexuality, she kind of helped me have control of that and to understand yes. how behind my pussy. Um, Fuck yeah. And, first episode of the month so pussy power episode right here but yeah so yes i um yeah ever got to meet her and i'm gonna i'm gonna put this out here you know we speak things into existence when yes um you know after hyperventilating and probably crying i would you know i would from the heart tell her you know just how important she was to me even though i didn't end up becoming janet jackson number two um you know she she played a big part you know, and a lot of music did. Um, Hell yeah. So we will be talking about her again in the next uh, few weeks, guys. So uh, now that we're kind of, we're on that topic, and I want to kind of get back to, you know, what what it is that you do now. But I, I, let's, let's just take a trip back down memory road here. Um, when we first yeah. met, um, you came to an event that I used to host um, for Elementa, which was a... Mm-hmm. Um, those who identified, um, you know, as women for cannabis knowledge. Um, you came to my event, and um, then we scheduled some time to meet after that. And you were so vulnerable and honest and, I mean, just open that right away I knew that you felt like I was the one that could help. Even though you only knew me from two hours of being in an event with me. 
um, and, you know, talking through social media, um, it was a powerful meeting. And I, hubby may not remember, but I came home and talked about it like incessantly. And I was like, such a cool person. Like, oh Aww. my God, oh my Bison. Um, yeah. And I just, I, I remember what it was like, you know, to be going through a journey and mm-hmm. going through a transition because you were finishing college, you were starting to get off out on your own. But even more so at that time, I think, you know, your, your true feelings were manifesting. So mm-hmm. you were kind of with, how do I live my life and kind of reconcile with, you know, everything that I, that I want to do? And you also wanted to implement cannabis, like, a, you know, kind of a cannabis lifestyle into your pursuit. Um, so, yeah, so, so yeah. kind of tell, pick up from there, you know. What did you, what, what steps did you take? I know you said, you know, you started doing, you know, kind of hanging out with the community, you know, our, our local community here. And um, I know you were kind of pretty close with the, uh, was it the Sacramento, what's the name of the organization? Uh, oh, goodness. It was like the Sex Positive, Sex Positive and. Oh, yeah, and- Sex Positive Sacramento. Oh, there you go. That's why those words popped in my head. Um, yeah. yeah, shout out to them because I was going to go get trained through them as a sex educator, but thanks, COVID. So, you know. Oh, I know, right? Shout out to them. Yes. So, um, yeah, so you just kind of started doing what you needed to do for you. And how did you get back into, you know, um, performing again and, you know, doing what you, what you truly love to do and what makes you happy? Yeah, so um, it's been an interesting time. I, um, goodness, like I've been sort of in and out of the cannabis industry. And when COVID started, I had left my office job um, because it was soul crushing and I hated it. <laughs> and I mean, you worked at an office too, so I don't yeah. need to tell you why <laughs> why office jobs are kind of terrible oh, yeah. for people like us. But um, but yeah, I. I, I have the chip. I'm just thinking about it. Yeah, the fluorescent lights. I can't. <laughs> but um, oh, I worked yes. at uh, at another cannabis brand shortly after that, and um, I was doing a lot of like trimming, and I was getting some cultivation experience, and that was really cool, and I loved it. But um, I had to leave because like they weren't sticking to the COVID regulations. Like there were like six to 10 of us in a room, close, uh, very close proximity, like sitting next to or across from each other. And they weren't enforcing masks. So people would like pull their masks down to like yell across the room. And then something that I noticed was like all of like the black and like um, employees of color started leaving. And then they started bringing in a bunch of these like buzz cut white GI Joe looking kind of guys to replace them who had no background in cannabis. Uh, They worked at like Apple or, you know, like some other big brand before that. And I was like, you know, I can't like, I can't like, I saw this happen with like another brand that I worked with and like, you know, I can't be like risking my safety. And then I don't feel good working for a company that's like clearly not treating all of their employees 
uh, with like the yeah. respect that they deserve. Yeah. And so, um, so I left. So now I'm doing like independent contract work. Big part of that. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so um, in Sacramento, a lot of our community and when the businesses started, the brand started, you saw the good old boys, you know, you saw yep. the guys wearing, you know, freaking flip flops and cargo shorts, but with a nice shirt, they just mm-hmm. got karate, you know, and like six of them are, you know, throwing their grandma's money into the pot so that they can start a canvas company, you know, um, mm-hmm. something that they've turned their nose up to since they were, you know, frat boys in college. But now all of a sudden, well, let's go ahead and let's take opportunities away from the people that have been most disenfranchised for years. Um, yep. And I know when we met, I expressed that with you. I, I expressed that a lot of my motivation was to change the, you know, the, the diversity or to bring diversity. Um, our city's way too diverse and we have a lot of talent here and we have a lot of individuals uh-huh. that, you know, unfortunately have been victims because of the criminalization, you know, of cannabis. So yep. we, we really needed a change and thank you to people like Brandon Bolton and, um, and, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Mindy and Mandy, um, and to, uh, Kimberly Cargyle and to, uh, you know, the Sacramento equity groups, um, to the black chamber of commerce, um, you know, just to those individuals, um, uh, Maisha Bahati and Miko Banks, um, you know, we have some people that are really, uh, groundbreaking. And mm-hmm. you know we have to do some political work. You know we have to have go have, have to go have a talk with the city's leaders and let them know we see what's going on and it's not too equitable. Um, yeah, hold them to checks and balances to make sure that the equity money that we receive is used in the right way. You know, so we went through our growing pains of creating equity program, which helps to you know create our cannabis, you know, local cannabis industry. And, you know, I think it's doing pretty good. We just, just got a cookie store. I'm not a dispensary, you know, shopper. Um, oh, yeah. I can't get with my, you know, my guys. But we have 30-plus dispensaries, um, you know, in Sacramento now. And before, a third of them were owned by one individual. Now, it's being spread around. And now, yeah. we have, and for the next three to five years... They're only going to be dispensary license being given to people of color and to those who, you know, complete. Hell yeah. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So that's, I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah. A, a huge accomplishment. Yes. Huge accomplishment. So, um, so yeah. So you, you know, you were kind of in the trenches, you know, during that, that creation of like the cannabis industry, the, the, you know, the nine to five side, you know? Yeah. And, and like you said, now you have been blessed with becoming a sense of an, an entrepreneur. And that's awesome. Right? It's awesome. Thank you. It's so, still very much in like the baby stages. Yeah. And so I have to be patient. You know, it's like some days are easier than others. Some months are, e- are more difficult than others. But, um, but at the same time, it's like worth yeah. it. And it's like, even when I'm struggling, it's like, oh, well, do you want to get your cushy office job back? And I'm like, nope, like you could not pay me enough money to go back to that. And so it's like, I think the freedom is like 
probably one of like the biggest parts of that for me personally is that it's like whether I do really well one day or I don't do anything one day like it's all on me and like there's a lot of power in that it is it is you definitely uh you can identify your strengths and your weaknesses with, you know, being mm-hmm. an independent contractor, which is, you know, what I do within education. Um, you know, I'm really trying to provide the education aspect of it because I so hardly believe we're not going to be able to normalize the power flower until the mm-hmm. proper provided. So, you know, and as the brands grow and as the industry grows, it's definitely going to, you know, require more and more education. So, yeah. yeah. Once again, you and I are gonna have to talk about you know off offline here. I'm uh, that air. Hell spray. yeah! Ooh, yeah, so, love it. Uh, so, in your journey, um, you know, being in the industry, you start medicating or utilizing or finding out how it can best you know enhance your quality of life and allow you to live you know in your truth. Yeah. So, um, I started using cannabis like I tried it like once or twice in college and then um I started using it more regularly um back in 2015 I got really sick I had some kind of like I don't know I think it was because of like stress but I was having these weird like autoimmune reactions to like food it was almost like allergies but um I spent almost a year like isolating myself because I was like so sick um, aside from working and going to school. And then at the end of everything, um, obviously after being so sick for almost a year, I was incredibly depressed. And so the doctor was like, Oh, you should just go on antidepressants. It's fine. And um, I had like the same reaction that I was having to food and stuff. I had that reaction to the antidepressant and um on top of like the autoimmune reaction it also gave me a really bad psychological reaction and um like I don't want to get like triggering or anything but yeah like it it was like really bad and so after that I was like well I still have depression medicated huh you were medicated you weren't actually you were you were being medicated by something that's actually pretty dangerous and that's a gateway. Mm-hmm. You take one pill. Oh, absolutely. To it, next thing you know, you're at the doctor. They're giving you more. Um, exactly. The spirit in your body knew that that was just as detrimental to you as the stress that you were under. You mm-hmm. know, so yeah, yeah. And so I, um, so I was like, okay, well, like I need to do something for my depression. Like I'm already going to therapy, but like I need some extra help. And so I started using. Uh, medicinal cannabis and so now it's like I really love the relationship that I have with it it's like this really great combination of like medicinal like CBD in the morning that's like my anti-anxiety my antidepressant it helps with my joints uh, so that my joints aren't hurting when I'm at work and that's like really awesome but then it's like the THC like gives me that pain relief that muscle relaxation um, and just like that like rest and like restore like that the recreational aspect of it you know like just having fun or unwinding at the end of the day and um it really helps me as an artist too because it's like I think a lot of people are afraid to get in touch with their creativity because like they they they're inhibited 
you know, it's like, whether that's shame or fear or anxiety or like overthinking and cannabis is just kind of like a, it's almost like a mental lubricant for me. It's like, I can use it. And then all of a sudden, all of those, like, what if, or what if this looks dumb or what if this drawing turns out bad? It's like, that all just goes out the window and I'm able to just like get in the flow and do it. And, um, and I've made a lot of progress with like stretching thanks to indica like if i stretch if i smoke a lot of cannabis before i stretch like i get like such good gains in my stretch sessions and it's just such a game changer and like and i know that there's like that lazy stoner stereotype that like i heard a lot of like growing up during the dare years but if i have like some jack herrera like i will clean my whole house like that's the only time i can have a sativa like jack herrera like that will yeah. make me clean my whole house <laughs> yeah that right i mean that makes you just hyper like all of a sudden you're like oh yeah. i cannot this sit still on like sativa is yeah and your creativity is like on 100 like that mm-hmm. is the awesome strength um i'll probably say that's probably that's probably one of my favorites um, I'm definitely mm-hmm. a sativa. I say I have to because I have shit to do. Um, yeah. I am starting to, especially in the last year, um, you know, during coronation, I, you know, I've, I've, I think, been able to work with my, you know, endocannabinoid system and and uh, find a happy medium because I definitely used mm-hmm. to just be asked out, hungry, and then sleep. You know, that was me. Um, mm-hmm. Able to. Well, I'll stay up for a bit and watch American Dad episode or two or six. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> really connect, yeah, connect with the the, the healing um, signs of, you know, of, of indica. Um, guys, it's, it's a power flower and it does so much for you. Um, and it does. You have to find how it works with you, you know, how it works with your life. Um, so, yeah, so. I definitely want to talk about your event that's coming up. I think it's awesome. Um, Thank you. I'm going to be a participant as well. Um, Yay! And shout that out. So, and you guys, it's virtual. So you don't have to be here. You don't have to be here. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, Macramento. Um, You can... part in this but yeah go ahead and explain what this fantastic yeah event. so um I just during the winter I like to take a little hiatus from teaching and performing and stuff but that has come to a close so I um I have a couple weeks and months worth of play shops and dance classes coming up and so this Sunday March 7th at 6 p.m is going to be the first uh, starting off the season right, I wanted to start with a class that I'm calling. Am I allowed to swear on here? Oh, yeah. yes. Okay, cool. Please. It's called Dance Like You Fuck. And um, basically, like the reason why I wanted to teach this class is because uh, in the before times when I taught at a studio and when I would do performances, I would hear people coming up to me and being like, I'm not sexy. I'm not graceful. You make everything look so sexy and graceful. And when I try to dance, I don't look that way. And I think a lot of people associate like being sexy and like owning that sort of like body language as like a, 
as like something that's like a talent or like something that you just have. But like the truth is like everybody is capable of like tapping into that power. And it's all about practice, like having a, like a self-love practice for yourself. And it's all about mindset. And so I'm going to be teaching some of my favorite, uh, not so much like dance choreography, but I'm going to call it like sensual, mindful movement practices that incorporate different parts of the body that incorporate the whole body um, to teach people to get comfortable with moving and engaging with themselves in a sensual way and learning how to channel sensuality into the way that you move, but in a way that feels like authentic to you. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I'm really excited and I really hope that it brings people a fun and safe way to connect with themselves and maybe like reignite some passion for themselves because yeah, we want to get like that good energy moving. Yeah. And it's super important. Um, you know, we, we go through just bouts of uncertainty, um, you know, Mm -hmm. in our lives. You know, so, but definitely think you're the shit, okay? Like, you think you're Hell the shit, yeah. you hear yourself like you're the shit, then you won't care if you're on beat one and, you know, seven, when you're supposed to be on one, two, three, you know what I'm saying? Like, you'll find your mm-hmm. own. And and the way that you are introducing it, I think, is is super awesome because first you have to Thank educate you. Let's, let's get comfortable with yourself first, you know, so yes. steps and the foundation that you're, you know, you're providing is, is, is going to be so helpful. And I'm excited. I'm excited for you to, you know, get some Thank feedback you. you to really yeah, have an impact on, on, on others. Um, I am super, super excited. And yeah. I, uh, why whenever I see your post, I hear um, nine inch nails. I don't know why. Yes. Oh my God. That makes me so happy. <laughs> every time, every time I'm just like, this was, yes. um, <laughs> yeah, that, you know, it's pretty fire. If, if you guys don't know, I mean, I used to say when I met my husband, I was like, Oh, you know, I'm going to have my, my, my time at being a stripper just cause I want to try it. The song yes. that I'm open is nine inch nails. Yes. Oh, what is yes. That? Introduce him to it. Um, and then Kings of Leon came out with their, you know, years later, um, mm-hmm. which is good. So those two, people would be a little surprised. Like, what is this black girl up there doing? What is she dancing to? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll break down, you know, into some Cardi B or make the salient. Because, you know, you have to. Uh, I'm so yeah, here for this. I, I would throw all the ones at you. I'd be in the front row like, yes, work it, Mary Jane Maven. Yes, oh, look, and I would put on, okay? I would put on and take yes. all the words. Um, no, and now <laughs> about that, and this kind of has a little bit to do with our um, our Mary Jane Keeps Me Sane um, segment of the evening, which is, we're going to wrap it up a bit after this, but this is a listener letter. Um, mm. And is feeling uh, just unsure of her current situation much like many um of us in america we had to pivot during coronation 
either it's because you were bored or you needed some extra money. And um, this individual, this young lady decided to get into phone sex operation or phone sex actress. Um, she she good at that. And one night a customer mentioned to her that she should webcam. So she got into webcamming and it has now been a year. She loves it. Um, and she wants to be open about it. She wants to, you know, let people know that she considers herself to be a sex worker. And she's just concerned about how people, you know, how her family's going to react, how her friends are going to react. And um, yeah, so I want to say, first and foremost, do it, do it, do it, do it. It's fantastic. I tried it. I know. Webcamming mm -hmm. is very, very, very empower, empowering. You're making your own money on your own time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you get to build up your level of body confidence and, you know, and uh, it definitely falls into self-love. Um, and then, you know, you are really being a comfort to people who need it. You know, of course, you know, some of them are, majority of them are coming for more of the physical comfort, but you will get a good amount of people that really just want to talk, especially during the corona. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I will say, utilize it just how everybody else is. You know, OnlyFans, people are blowing up. But this has allowed people to become self-employed and entrepreneurs. So all I would yes. say is be resolute and comfortable in your decision. You're grown. Um, you know, when I moved out of my house and we used to like spray ourselves down and make sure we had, you know, Tic Tacs in and Visine in before we went in to see my parents or my, you know, that was yeah. my But if my mom has said something to me about me smoking, I'd be like, I don't live in your house. I am hella grown and now she knows, you know, and, and they okay. Especially because they used to smoke. I know this. I found your shoebox top. But <laughs> you have to become comfortable with who you are and the life that you're living because you're only living your life. Um, if you are able to take care of yourself, you're not, you know, robbing for Peter, uh, what is it? Robbing for Peter to pay Paul? Yeah. Um, there you go. If you're not doing that, you're not hurting anybody. Um, and you feel that it's, you know, enriching who you are and your development as, as a human being, do it, you know, um, grow with it. Make sure that you have merch, maybe. Make sure that you, you know, sell Snapchat, you know, accounts or whatever it may be. Just, if you're going to dedicate to it, dedicate to it, do it, you know, full out. And thank you for letting me know which site you're on because I will come visit you. I will. So what would you say, um, you know, to to this uh, very, very inspirational woman, this goddess, who, yes. to her pussy power and using it appropriately? But what kind of advice, if she was one of your, your, you know, clients or customers that came to your event or attended your event, what kind of yeah. advice? Yeah, I would just be like, you know, like if this is something, it's like, She's already been doing it for a year. It sounds like she's established in it and she finds a lot of joy and empowerment from it. And that's, it's like, no matter what you're doing, no matter what kind of job you're doing, it's like, if you get that power from it and that self-sufficiency from it, then like go all in. 
And, um, you know, it's like, I don't know what her family is like. And so it's like the only concern with like coming out to family about something like that can sometimes be safety. You know, some, some people are not accepting of sex work. Um, and so, but you know, it's like, if she's living on her own, self-sufficient, she doesn't have to worry about them like kicking her out of the house or anything. Yeah. And so, I mean, like, you know, that I got from her, Oh, I'm saying the just that I got from her letter is just that you know her family it's wrong because of religion, which I think yeah maybe five percent of us here, you know so yeah that's what I kind of picked up off of but yeah and um, like and that part can be tough and so it's like and I mean like that that's kind of where like boundaries come in and it's like you get to decide who you decide to tell, you know, whether it's like your friends, whether it's like your social media presence. And it's like, you know, sometimes like breaking it to them in person might be more helpful if you're worried about the possibility of them finding out another way, like stumbling onto it on the internet. And so just being prepared for a response either way is helpful. Um, But other than that, it's like, go for it. You know, I mean, like this life is short. And I think like my philosophy is like live deliciously. So that means like live life to the fullest, whatever that means for you, as long as you're, you know, being safe and not hurting anybody. But it's like sex work is work and it's valid. And I think that this pandemic has really uh, opened up that conversation for a lot of people to realize this is a legit way that people support themselves and make money and make a living. And that is real and valid and it needs to be respected just like any other job. And so I think that there's a lot of power in just stepping it's into that authenticity. Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's like, if you choose yeah. to do something, just own it. And I wish you the best. And I want to support you on your social media. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I will, uh, I'll send that over to you, um, you know, off, offline, but you know, it's what's so funny is that the same people that point the finger, are the same ones that get caught. You know, I mean, like the last couple of years, how many politicians were caught? How many oh my gosh. were in the, um, you know, the, oh my gosh, what was that one website? Oh, the like Sugar Danny or maybe Sugar Babies or whatever. Yep. Um, you know, how many were there? Um, you know, how many right now are tiptoeing, telling their wives mm-hmm. and to take that, yet they're calling, you know, the escort to come over. Um, you know, it's, or like I said, you know, who's watching Pornhub in the middle of the night, you know, hush, hush yep. with the volume down, but yeah, they, call that, you know, they want to be the judge and jury. And I say all the time, it's because they're jealous because they're probably much better sex life than they are. Um, oh, absolutely. Okay. I call that pointing with one hand and jerking off with the other. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> t-shirt right there um right. i think that's awesome so yeah so i will you know she she just wanted to give me like a, a give me a, a weed name so we're gonna we're gonna call you let's call you indica all right so indica mm. you know, that that helps um you know you can call in live during the show you can always hit me up through social media you know we can continue this conversation in any way that i can be of any help because I know how it is to kind of come into your own and to mm-hmm. be okay with that and to just live out loud, you know, and, and on, on, Hell yeah. 
unapologetically. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to, you know, be twerk, girl, be working out, whatever it is that you do. I mean, you could be reading Shakespeare. Who knows? And right. what kind of a problem with it? But I give you kudos for taking control of the only life that you're going to have and the only life that you're going to live. So snaps to you. Snaps to you. Hell yeah. Proud of you, Indica. Get it, girl. Get that money. Uh, yes. So exciting. So I um, do want to thank you so much. I'm very proud of myself because I am keeping it to under an hour this evening. Um, oh, no. Over an hour? Oh, sorry. Okay, well. <laughs> under two hours. Burst my bubbles. Under two hours. Well, you know, when it's good conversation and, and genuine time flies. Um, yeah, this has been great. So much for your time. Yes. Thank you. In the world all day. Um, I look forward to us collaborating you know, on our podcast and in other, you know, um, ventures, I think we could do, do some fire stuff together for sure. Um, so yes. we definitely, you know, be, be uh, staying in touch there. And um, once we get everything, all the audio up, I will send you the links to that, you know, tag you on social media and all that good stuff. Yay. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for being a guest co-host on the Menage with Mary Jane Maven podcast. You guys can uh, follow Dabby on Instagram, and that's going to be at Dabby, D-A-B-B-Y, period, right? Yep. Yeah. Long legs. Um, and uh, then you can find information about how you can join on Saturday and, you know, and in and, and, and your other events and, you know, hey, look. Yeah. I like it. Um, so thank you so much once again. And if you ever need anything, you know where to come. And I really appreciate thank you, you. to share your personal story and to provide some clarity. You know, so I don't sound like thank you so much for letting me share. I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody needs that, you know, the the clarity. And the thing is, don't be afraid to ask. I think that's where yeah. the extension comes you know, where people, you know, don't understand why somebody wants to be identified a certain way. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, just ask us, just, you know, very simple. A fun way that I like to help people remember my pronouns since they're they, them, and I love aliens, is I made up the term they-lian. <laughs> so there you go, <laughs> listeners, a fun way to remember they, them pronouns. <laughs> hey. Hey, people are going to be, there's going to be t-shirts, there's going to be hashtags now. Yes. Um, so anyway, that we can kind of spread the knowledge, you know, so yeah. I did you guys a, you know, a couple of hours of awesome edutainment. You know, it's always my divine purpose to educate, eradicate, and elevate. Um, I do want to give a shout out and want you guys to make sure that not only if you haven't liked and um, subscribed to this podcast. And if you have, then go over and subscribe and like to the secondary podcast that I am a, a part of a panel on, and it's the Boondocks podcast, where we we discuss a episode and we draw the parallels of how it's still relevant today. You know that show was out 2004, 2005, and it is just as relevant 
as it was then. Probably even more so to certain situations. So I have a lot of fun with my um, with my family there. And uh, you guys definitely join us there. And uh, keep your ears open. And pretty soon you guys are going to be able to listen to me on another or another pod um, as well. And make sure that you guys pay attention for our you and your little friends game night. And please go also subscribe and support Dammy's podcast. And won't you go ahead and share the title of that and where they can uh, find your podcast. Yeah, um, my podcast is called Enheightened Living. So it's like enlightened, but with an H. Um, and you can find that on Spotify, Apple, wherever you find your podcast. Awesome. Isn't that so like awesome to see like when you Google yourself, your shit comes up and it's like, oh, wait, I'm on Google Podcast. I'm on yes. Um Podcasting is, is an awesome platform and it is definitely, uh, I think, awakening a lot of creators out there, you know. And Absolutely. Podcasts, good Lord. So many. Um, but that's what makes it fun. That's what makes it fun, guys. So mm-hmm. thank you guys so much for joining. Um, we will see you next week. And next week, we actually are going to have a um, another diva, another canon diva um, that I actually met through Twitter. And um, yeah, so she's going to be coming on. And she's in Florida. So we're going to be taping a little earlier. But she's going to come on and she's going to teach us how to make your own moon rocks. And us and other, you know, educational aspects of how you can utilize the flower power, power flower. Um, and I'm also going to share my recipes on how you can make your own intimacy lube and how you can make your own topical. Um, so definitely join us. Follow me on all social media. Give me a shout out. Um, thanks, guys. I appreciate you. Love and light to you all. My hubby knows me so well. I am somebody who absolutely loves hot sauce. I love spices. The hotter, the absolute better. And Go ahead, drink one of these. I want to, but she's close. I want to. How much you want back? Which one y'all want to try? I could kill any one of these, but she talking about she close, and I'm not. You know, we business, but she talking about she close. So. I'm just, I'm a huge fan, so of anything Come on in, I love it so. No, we leave. We from California. We got a podcast. Look at my family. for me. Hey, I love all access. But no, I love it. And my favorite thing is that the hotter the better. The hotter the better. So I just want to try. Yeah, yeah. Give me a bit. I'm going to put it on the Best name ever. Y'all ain't nobody in here because none of y'all ain't supposed to be in here. We close. Love it. Now open that door, mister. You about to get out of here. Yeah. 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 Ye
Bastards are dope. There's a show yeah, that like? called Hot Bams where this guy has people come on. Oh, what's that thing? Uh, yeah, Hot Bams. Yeah, Ooh. she knows exactly what it is. Yes, I love it. I like that one. CJ, no All right. Don't dip in none of this. I got something for you. Okay. He said no dipping. Did this in Puerto Rico. I'm ready. Death Nectar. Death Nectar. Death Nectar. Death Nectar. Death Nectar.
She killed the whole Tito's. She sounds like she jumped in fire. She jumped in fire. That's like jumping in fire. still getting hot, Tiffany? It's just getting started, man. It's getting started. Oh, it's going to work on her. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I got to get the fuck out of here. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. We appreciate yeah. <laughs> you gonna buy something you definitely can say. <laughs> so what you think? What you think? Death nectar. They they don't got that on the on the pot on the on that show. Hot ones. Hot ones ain't got death nectar. We need to tag hot ones on this one, huh? I ain't no bitch, so I can take it. But, goddamn, we I need, need like a, a block of ice. We need, we need to take hot ones, let like hot ones get the death nectar. I ain't gonna find another drink ASAP. They need to come out to a hot sauce bar, New Orleans. Goddamn. Mary Jane Maven Podcast. Woo! Monthleaf is the monthly cannabis subscription service for Northern California. They offer a variety of boxes that you can customize to fit your preferences. Each box will always have a value exceeding $150, but all you have to pay is just $100. And that's each month.